Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Thursday, February the 4th, 2021. My name is Stephen Cornegay, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day is scumble which means to soften lines or colors of a drawing by rubbing lightly. Well, before we begin, I just want to offer an apology for my past two to three podcasts. As you know, I I have COVID and I didn't realize how incoherent my thoughts were. Made me loopy. One of the long-term side effects of COVID is memory loss. Well, if I don't know about the memory loss, but if it does make you ramble senselessly, then I am a victim. Outside of that, all in all is well, I still can't smell. They also said that the, the loss of smell can last up to a month. Well, if that's the case, then that's the case. Like I said, I had a mild, and I mean mild in comparison to most, outbreak of COVID. All I lost was my sense of smell. Sense of taste was off for a little while, but that came back. Did have a slight headache, and that was slight. I mean, it it would come and go. But the main thing that stuck with me was, of course, the loss of smell. And I am extremely thankful and blessed for that. But like I said, I do want to apologize. I went back and listened to some of my uh, podcasts that had aired. And I said, man, I was rambling and most definitely off my game, off my rocker. Like I said, it made me loopy. And I apologize for that. But the show must go on. When you decide to do something you gotta go on whether you're you're on your game or not sometimes so once again I apologize and I thank you all for listening of course now let's move along Super Bowl 54 is this Sunday the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers you know I was looking at the news this morning and I saw something and I said wait a minute I had to look twice. Have y'all seen the logo for the Super Bowl for, for Super Bowl 54? It's a ship. A ship. Hmm. Is it an ominous, predictable sign? Well, I know the bookies are going crazy with that one. I don't know who made who came up with that decision. But uh anyway, we'll see Sunday. I mean Tom Brady. Is that quarterback? I, I'm not, as you know, I'm not a fan, but hey, I gotta admit, when the guy's on his game, he's on his game. And for him to come down to lowly Tampa Bay and bring the Buccaneers in his first season to the Super Bowl, you gotta give him his props for that. But let's see what happens. Maybe Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs can pull it out. I say, hey, let's give these young guys a a shot. I mean, hey, there's nothing 
Nothing wrong with old Tom winning another one, I guess, for those Tom Brady fans. And especially for the Tampa Bay fans. I mean, hey, they haven't had much to cheer about in previous years, to be honest with you. But I'm pulling for Kansas City and Kansas City Chiefs. Hey, that's just me. Give the young guys a shot at it. That's what I say. Well, let's move on. Excuse me. Apparently, Durham is proposing what they call a basic income program, where they're proposing that they give an allotment, if you will, of $1,000 per month to low-income families and others in need that fall below the poverty line. Well, I have to... um, I don't know. It's it's apparently they've tried this programs in other cities in the United States. I believe one place they mentioned was San Francisco. San Francisco again, the lovely city of San Francisco. They're always at the forefront. And apparently Durham wants to be there with them also. But as for me as an African American, I know especially now during the pandemic there's a lot of people hurting and it most definitely would help. However, I have the question, the, the, the mindset or the theory of giving people $1,000 per month. I mean, is it something, a tool used that you can use to help yourself? Of course. Or will it be a tool for you to sit by stagnant and just wait on a check? I don't know. I, I don't think we as African Americans really and truthfully need to just sit there and wait on another check we've seen we've all seen some of us have lived through it what that does to your mindset what that does to families and generations of waiting on a check like I said for those that are in need that that need help yeah help them out but how long is this this program going to last? Is it going to last for six months? Is it going to last for a year? Or is it going to last for years? I don't know if, if many of you know this, but you know what we called welfare was pretty much started on the same premise at or after the Great Depression. That's where welfare came about. A monthly check to help you out. Some people took it and... and got back on their feet and ran with it. And some just sat down and waited. Hey, why Why should I work? I'll just get a check every month. I don't know how much $1,000... I don't know how far $1,000 would go. I, I, I can honestly tell you, as a working stiff, it doesn't go far. <laughs> I mean, it, it just doesn't. I mean... I'm sure there's some more out there that were out there that would say the same exact thing. A thousand dollars nowadays in this day and time, it ain't hitting on too much, homie. It just doesn't go far. But who am I to judge? Who am I to say? Who am I to ridicule? Which I'm not. I'm just these are just questions I have. I'm not being a butt, but hey. Just wondering. All right, well, let's move along. We got some things to talk about this morning. 
And one that I wanted to talk to everyone about this morning was something I didn't know still existed. I have to be honest with you. I just didn't know that it still existed. It blew my mind when I read this article. Apparently, North Carolina is one of two states that allows kids to get married as young as 14 years of age. Tied with Alaska, the great state of Alaska. That's some interesting company. But, okay. Tied with Alaska for having the lowest age requirement or statute for marriage. However, in the state of North Carolina, some Senate leaders and representatives have gotten together to sponsor a House Bill 41 and a Senate Bill 35, which seeks to prevent this from happening. Pretty much under the age of 18, can't marry. Now, as the state law stands now, it requires parental consent and allows for marriage of 14 to 15 15 years old with court approval and cases involving pregnancy or if you're raising a child. Now, here are some numbers. Kind of blew my mind again. In North Carolina, 50 out of 100 counties lists 4,000 minors that are married. However, if all 100 counties would actually report, the numbers say it could be closer to 10,000. Of those that are married, 93% are married to someone, an adult, 10 years or older than the child. Now, it's where the rubber meets the road for me. Question. How can you, as an adult, find anything attractive in a 14 years, 14 year old? I have to ask. A 14 or 15 year old, you're a grown adult. And somehow, some way in your mind, you find that it's not only okay, but you find a 14-year-old attractive. I gotta say, something is, is is off with you. Something is really off. And also, I have to say, I really didn't know this still happened. I thought this was one of those antiquated things that happened centuries ago, decades ago, if you will. Where, you know, years ago, back then, you, you got married for, uh, there was a lot of, fixed marriages for land hell there were even some fixed marriages to preserve uh, or somehow make the genetics better and that was just then I mean it, it was old and over time socially as we became a better society we said nah that's a little sickening there's nothing prosperous in that I mean, whether the state or states say it's legally acceptable for me, it's deplorable, it's repugnant, it's disgusting. You're an adult. Why are you fooling around with a child? You're not off your rocker. You're completely 
out of this world. What? Why would you? A child, a 14-year-old. Now, of course, there, there, there are some, and, and I agree with them, that say there's some numbers out there that say that when these unions happen, that there are some cases of um, domestic violence, sexual misconducts, rapes. I mean, I don't want to seem heartless, but what would you expect? I mean, a 14-year-old's mind hasn't fully developed, hasn't, hasn't even began to develop. So you're an adult and you're, you're expecting certain things from, from, from a 14-year-old that you would expect from your spouse who's, let's say, was, was older or grown and that 14-year-old can't reciprocate. So I guess they fly off the tant- fly fly off into a tantrum, and and, and the, there goes the domestic violence. Or if if you're in that that boudoir moment, here comes the the rape. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Like I said, I thought this was was an old thing that was done away with centuries ago, but apparently here in the state of North Carolina and Alaska, and there's many more states that allow for underage marriage, you know, some states are 15, 16, 17. They do this. or They, they allow this. I don't know, maybe it's in some rural parts of uh, the state. I just can't see it. I, I, I just can't. I find it totally disgusting. And, and I hope, and, I, and I, I feel safe when I say this. I'm sure they will pass this and it will be done away with. It needs to be done away with. It needs to be done away with on the spot. Does it need to be a timetable where you can get this and that? No, no, no. That's an underage child. You're an adult. You're grown. Find your grown woman or man. Hey, maybe even some women that do this. I don't know. But I think they were alluding to the men actually that marry underage girls. Maybe some sicko women also. Who knows? I should. Uh, I, yeah, I said sicko. You're sick. You're sick. I'm sorry. You're just sick. I can't see it being done for any reason. Now, I couldn't even. I mean, when I was when you dig into your history books and you see it being done. Decades ago, you ha- you kind of have to say to yourself, "Well, this is just sick," and it is sick. Even then, it was sick. It goes through your mind. I-, I mean, a lot of times, I wonder just what goes through folks' minds. And, th- and that this is one of those moments where I say, "Where you you have totally lost your mind, ever loving mind, if you think that it's acceptable for you to marry a child and then expect that child." to perform as an adult. I'm sure somebody somewhere will come up with some great retort and say, hey, it's because of this. You have to be more understanding, be more compassionate. No, 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 not for me. Sorry, you're sick. Pass the damn bill, be done away with it. Okay, moving on. 
on to some more interesting news. There's a big push by the Biden administration to return the, our kids to school and also by Governor Cooper. This great state of North Carolina came out earlier this week and said, hey, we want to get the kids back in school. They got to get back in school. They, they need this. We're finding out that a lot of kids are falling behind academically and their social skills are, are off, which, of course, we all knew. I, like I said in a previous podcast when I was discussing COVID and online learning, yeah, we are going to have those these, these, these numbers of kids that, that, are, that have fallen behind because online learning is not their thing and we're going to have kids also that are going to have social developmental delays because they are not interacting with children we all need that interaction even as adults we need to interact with each other we need to laugh, talk you know, that's a gimme but the thing for me, the question I have and a lot of people are now asking this question. And like I said, I, I don't know, maybe it was a naivete on my part because I hadn't thought about it. But how do you propose sending kids and teachers back to school and you haven't vaccinated anyone? According to your the rollout plan, that would be sometime later this year. Maybe in, in, in I believe, March or April that they were saying at one point in time. Now, all of a sudden, there's this big push. Oh, I've got to get them back in school. Got to get them back in school. Okay, that's fine. But you haven't vaccinated the teachers yet, let alone the kids as well. So my question is, when do you plan to vaccinate them? Are you just going to send them to school without the vaccine? And we all know by now that they're having problem developing vaccines. They've run and they've ran out. You're having to get vaccines from different companies that are coming out and they're they're completing or, or getting ready to start their trial studies and asking the, the CDC or whoever for permission. By the way, the CDC says they have numbers that shows that it can be done safely. You know, with the social distancing, uh, six feet, wearing the mask, washing the hands. Mm, uh, okay and not okay, because I, I don't know how many people I'm talking to that have kids. We all know kids. And you're, you're talking about kids that haven't seen some of their friends in a year or close to a year or right at a year. And you honestly believe that they're going to social distance. You know, kids are touchy-feely. Touchy-feely. They're hands-on. A lot of times, I've gone to pick up my kids from school, and they're face-to-face with another kid, laughing and giggling, sitting beside each other. I don't know. Maybe times have changed. Maybe I'm old. Maybe... The CDC and the governor of North Carolina and the president of the United States know something I don't know. Maybe the kids nowadays can social distance. Hmm. I think not. Not only do I think not, I know not. The kids. Yeah, they need that interaction. I'll give you that. Yeah, they do need to be back in school. 
I'm not going to deny that. Not one bit. And I'm for it. Safely. But not just safely by your CDC standards of six feet, face mask, wash your hands. I really don't care what your numbers say. I know better. I mean, from a common sense perspective, I know better. I know kids. I have a total of five. So, I'm, I mean, I'm not a clinical psychologist or sociologist or, or, or child psychologist or anything like that. But I have five kids. I've raised five kids. And I, I can tell you, I honestly don't see how the social distancing thing is going to sway my decision to send my kids to school. I, I just don't. Like I, said, I have three that are in school now. And yeah, when I talk to them and whatever, I do see that they need that interaction. And they want that interaction. But I, as a parent, I can't say that I believe wholeheartedly that I can safely return them to school based off some CDC numbers or a want from a governor or president just because they say it can be done. By the way, I just thought of something. Isn't this the same thing President Trump said when he was in office? I mean, the same thing, send the kids to school. They need to be in school. They need interaction. It can be done safely with face masks, six feet, and washing hands. And he was called an idiot. He was told it was a stupid idea. It was selfish. It was politically motivated. And all of the late night comics and all of the news stations and and, and local news anchors and, and world news anchors said, what a buffoon, what a fool. I dare he even attempt to send our kids back to school and we haven't got a vaccine. Isn't this the same thing? Hmm. How ironic that you got someone out of office that you said was a fool, was an idiot, and was playing a political numbers game, and here you go doing the same exact thing. Huh. I guess I'm slow. I guess a lot of parents are slow. Sounds to me like from the giddy up, it was all a political game to you guys, a game of numbers. Now you say all of a sudden that they can go back to school safely, but you ran out of vaccines. A lot of places have run, a lot of states have ran completely out of vaccines. They're requesting more and they don't know when they're going to get them because they're now saying they have to ramp up production. Wow. But, hey, who am I to say yay or nay? My opinion doesn't matter. You know best. Just like President Trump knew best. And even when President Trump was in office, I was saying to myself, nah, that's a no-go for me. That's not going to happen. And I was saying, no, that's not going to happen back then when there wasn't any vaccine. 
And I'm saying no again that you have vaccine, but you can't push it out fast enough. You haven't even thought about how are you going to vaccinate the teachers? Let alone the students. You just have it. You're playing a numbers game. Once again, everybody plays a numbers game. But <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to fly off it on a tantrum here, but gee whiz, where did the CDC get their numbers numbers, and where did they do these studies at? Because where were you guys a few months ago? Did the numbers somehow get better? I don't think so. Especially with there being two more strands of COVID that are different from the regular old COVID that we have here. And they're saying these are even more highly contagious. They could be transmitted faster and they're possibly stronger. So I don't see how all of a sudden within the first month going into the second month of your 100 day plan to get the country up and running again now all of a sudden it's safe we can send them back yippee send your kids back it's okay they can social distance I don't think a 5 year old can social distance that well middle schoolers high schoolers nah I mean you could tell them we all know the mind of a middle school or a high school kid tell them one thing what do they do they do the complete opposite of course they do the opposite they want to have fun have a good time but somehow someway miraculously the CDC and the president of the United States and the governor of North Carolina and many governors around this great nation of ours have gotten together and said it can be done we have the numbers Hmm. Okay. You have the numbers. Well, I'm, I'm glad you have those numbers. Hold on to those numbers. Because I, I, I honestly think without this vaccination, I think a lot of parents are going to decline and continue with the online learning. As horrible as it is for some kids, I think a lot of parents with that common sense mindset are going to say, yeah, it, 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 it's horrible, but I think I'm going to play it safe and stay where I'm at. Now, there may be some that will send their kids to school. I, I, good luck. Good luck and God bless. And I'm not being a condescending jerk. If that's your decision, if it's in your mind, it's in your mind, by all means, do it. But... Like I said, as for me, that's a no for me. That's a huge no. You, you can keep your numbers. You can keep your little political game to yourself. I won't be participating. Mines won't be participating in it as well. Because there's no way in the world you can convince me that somehow, miraculously, in less than 
two months or a month or what have you, you have it all figured out now. Whereas before, when there was a previous sitting president, you said it, 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 it couldn't happen. Now somehow the suns came up and you have it all figured out and the numbers are now on your side. Hmm. Okay. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you well. But that is a big no for me. Sorry. All right. Well, that is all for me today and I just want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. I would love to hear your voice. Whether good or bad, yay or nay, I'm pretty thick-skinned. Like I always say, hey, I've been on this earth 47 years. I I didn't survive this long by being sensitive. So offer your feedback. You can also make monetary contribution. There's a link also on Anchor for that. Continue to follow and listen listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. As always, this is Stephen Carnegie for This Is Just a Thought. A 